Yo, check this out. My name is Ezra Hill, and right now, I'm introducing you to my podcast. It's called Hill of Beans. It's a podcast about nothing and everything. My co-host Casey and I are going to be breaking down life from the perspective of two Midwestern middle-aged minds. We're not experts, just ordinary everyday people like you trying to navigate this vessel called life. And these waters can get rough. Our goal is to help keep you on course without having to abandon ship. So, I hope you'll enjoy our episodes. You just might find them inadvertently interesting and informative. And hopefully it'll amount to more than a hill of beans. Welcome to the Hill of Beans podcast show. I am Ezra Hill here with Casey. Casey, how was your 4th of July? Did you let off some boom booms? There was boom booms all over, my, like around my house. Dude, I thought my house was going to catch on fire. <laughs> <laughs> People oh, don't man. give a fuck. <laughs> Did you see? So, do you ever get on the Next Door app? Uh, I try not to. Okay. So- the Next Door. Oh, I also, you know that one Greenwood Chatter? Yeah. I left it. Oh, no. (laughs) Like, I can't believe the stuff people say and do on that. It's like, it it makes me lose hope for humanity. (laughs) (laughs) So I I just got tired of seeing the stupidest stuff on there. So I left it. Same with the Nextdoor app. I deleted the app off my phone. (laughs) Wow. There was a big fight going on on social about fireworks. Oh, yeah. Every year. So one neighborhood was, I guess, launching their fireworks and... This lady, she went on to the next door app and said, hey, if you live in this neighborhood, please stop lighting your fireworks. <laughs> they are coming into our yard. Yeah. Well, the whole like there was just this big fight between this neighborhood and then that whole street. And because I guess their homes are in the woods and I don't know. It was really it was ugly. Well, yeah. I mean, the the city of Greenwood, we have an ordinance for fireworks. Um, I can't remember the specifics off the top of my head, but the problem is for the ordinance to be um, enforced, you have to physically catch people doing it. And there's so many fireworks going off and our police department has better things to do that um you know it's it's really hard to enforce Mm -hmm. um but you know i don't know i mean i i understand you know the the, everyone's complaining about their dogs and and people with ptsd and yeah babies and and believe me man i was laying in bed i think it was uh monday night (laughs) i was laying in bed like it was like 11 o'clock i'm trying to go to sleep and just boom yeah. You know, my windows around. I'm just like, God damn, <laughs> people, come on. All right, we get it. You love freedom. <laughs> uh, but, you know, and I get it and I understand it, but it's just, I don't know. People, I don't know. It's, it kind of is one of those things you just got to kind of just push, battle through yeah, it, I just guess. Push through it. You guys got this. It's uh, one time a year. Because now so that it's bills. over, I, I think, you know, at least with. Greenwood, you know, cities and towns have ordinances, and once you get through the Fourth of July, maybe the couple days after, then if people are letting them off, then it's easier to enforce Mm -hmm. because there's not as many going off and all that. Um, But anyways, you know, um, you know, one of the, I think I Greenwood had our Freedom Festival not this last weekend, but the weekend before, and I saw people complaining about it on uh, Facebook. They were saying. 
oh man, they really skimped us on the fireworks this year. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> dude, can you just not complain for once? You know, it's like, you should be thankful that your city puts on something like that. You know, okay, yeah, it's not the biggest extravaganza you've ever seen. You uh-huh. know, we don't have the whisker do's and the whisker don'ts or whatever that shit is. <laughs> you know, but at least you got something. I mean, I, I don't know. It's just. Man, people, dude, they, people just complain and complain and complain about everything. People will always find something to bitch about. So anyways, speaking of bitching, yeah. what, what are we talking about today? <laughs> oh, so I have some uh, questions. So oh, yeah. Random, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, random, yeah. Random questions. Yes, I remember you telling me about this. Yeah. Yes. So, um... There, like you know how we just have our notes about like different things that we would talk about, things like that. Well, I was going through my notes and I thought, well, why don't I just ask you these questions okay. and let's talk about it. All right. Just random, random let's, questions. Let's do it. This okay. is a, what do we call this? Well, it's a surprise. A mixed bean episode. Yeah. It's just a hodgepodge bowl Freestyle. of shit. <laughs> this freestyle. I said bull of this shit. This is a freestyle episode freestyle of Hill episode. of Beans. There we go. Yo. Okay, Ezra. I have a serious question. Okay. Okay, are you ready? Yeah. What do you want to be when you grow up? <laughs> uh, well, I guess we have to define... At what age did you become grown up? <laughs> okay, I know. Well, are you, uh, are you grown up? Well, yeah, I'm 45 years old, so yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> I am. I feel grown up. Um, uh, when I was a kid, I'm trying to think of, man, when I was a kid, I remember at one point, I mean, when I was playing sports, you know, every kid I think has some sort of dream of playing sports at some point, but once you get into high school and start getting your ass kicked those dreams quickly (laughs) (laughs) once you once you're going up against the guys that play sports year round (laughs) is there anything now that you you know is there anything you'd still want to be uh sometimes i think about if i ever quit my day job which i'm a contractor in the excavating business that's sort of how I pay my bills. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also on the city council, um, I, which I've pretty much had my fill <laughs> of city of politics. Uh, sometimes I think about becoming a teacher. If I ever left um, my job or in politics, um, sometimes I think about getting into education. I could see that. Simply because... It, Kids need direction, man. And and I know there's the controversy of, you know, how much should schools influence your kids and impact your kids and steering your pushing political agendas on your kid. You know, I, I don't agree with that. I'm just saying kids need to be taught to think for themselves and they need to be taught how to figure things out and how life really works. So you don't get out there and before you're 30, you're in financial ruin and you have five kids and, and I'm not right. saying there's anything wrong with that I'm just saying things at an early age can have a major impact on you that will affect the rest of your life and and they're young individuals teenagers and young adults they had their uh, it's their uh, the the element of the brain that affects judgment and 
rationale, I think, mm-hmm. isn't fully developed till you're in your early to mid twenties. I yeah. think it is. I know it's uh, later for for boys. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So th- that's something to think about. But but I just think um, you. I, I think kids lack the tools and information uh, to be successful in life. And in a sense, I mean, you know, you can define success in different ways, but I think, um, just to get out and, and head in the direction towards a fulfilling life is maybe Mm. what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And I try to get my own kids to listen to this, but it's very difficult. (laughs) (laughs) But I also think kids need to be exposed to different things at a young age. So you can, it can help you figure out what you want to do. So you're not leaving high school and going to college and getting a degree. And then, you know, three years after you graduated, you're like, man, I wish I hadn't got this degree. It's not what I want to do. You know? Uh-huh. Um, so that's an obstacle too, but you I also, are really passionate about this. Well, it's, um, maybe well, you should I, be I a teacher. I don't know if, I, I, I don't know if it's passion. Or not. Would just you be like a, a teacher of life? Uh, well, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> hell yeah. I mean, I, I've been through a lot of shit. Uh, but I think, um, yeah, it's, you know, I'm I'm not an expert in anything. I've just learned a lot of things the hard way, so to mm-hmm. speak. Uh, so, uh, but I think, um, you, you know, I've I've dealt with this a lot in my business. Okay, I'm in construction, a contractor, the trades. Um, it's very difficult to find people to get into that, mm-hmm. and it doesn't get exposed to kids at an early age. You know, to where, hey. I might go this route where I like working outside. I like working with my hands. So I want to do something like that and I can make just as much money or more if I have, if I, uh, you know, than if I had a college degree. So mm-hmm. I think those are avenues that need to be exposed to kids more. Um, but it, that's sort of one thing I've thought about. Would that um, be like career counseling maybe possibly, within the school system? Possibly. I, you know, I also love history. So I've thought about being a history teacher um, because I think you can learn a lot from the past, you know, mm-hmm. and, it, and you got to re- and the part of the problem, I think, today with history is people only push segments of history that they want you to know about where. You know, you hear one agenda, but when you dive into it and you start looking at real historical articles and accounts and, and documents and and log books and things like that, you find out, oh, well, that wasn't really the case. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I'm not going to get into any specific details. I'm just saying there's a lot of history, a lot, man, so much history out there <laughs> that it's impossible to learn it all in high school. But, you know, it, but what's happening with social media is people are pushing agendas uh, in regards to history on social media. Therefore, you're thinking our history is one way, but the reality is that's not really how it is. Mm. And, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that makes any sense to people or not, but that's just something to think about, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. <clears throat> other than that, I don't, I don't know. Outside of that, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm sort of getting to the point in my life where I want to, uh, lessen my stress load. Mm-hmm. So maybe that means, um, yeah, oh, you know what else I've thought about doing? What? Becoming a, a baseball umpire. Not for the, at the little league level. <laughs> <laughs> because I love baseball. I grew up playing baseball. Yeah. And I didn't like it when I had to finally hang up my cleats 
so this might be my way to get back involved kind of on the other side of things. You know, I, I argued with a lot of umpires back in the day. <laughs> so now I can see it from their yeah. perspective maybe. Uh, but I don't know. I enjoy being at base the baseball field for some reason. Uh, I need to get back more into that. Um, mm. But I don't know. I also um, get into I, – I resell men's work clothes and sell vintage clothes. Mm for men. So I kind of dabble in that a little bit. So you do love your fashion. I I don't, well, I don't, that's, that's sort of interesting too. When I think about fashion or style is like today, I think your style is whatever. I mean, obviously there's the cliche saying of your style is whatever you want it to be, (laughs) but I really truly think today your style can be whatever you want because it can, yeah. I mean, it's just like, we've done everything. When you get back into the early 1900s, you know how the suits were and how women dress in thirties and forties. And then you get the fifties, sixties, you know, the bell bottoms, the hippie look, you know, the eighties, then you get the nineties, the grunge look and, and all that, the hip hop, you know, <laughs> and now it's like, we've done it all. There's nothing yeah. left to invent. Yeah. There's no new style. So it's just all of it mixed together, uh-huh. you know, which I kind of think, it's sort of cool. And, and, you know, I mean, I'm a, I'm a blue collar guy, but I, uh, you know, when I was a teenager, when I started thinking about style and fashion, I mean, it was the nineties and early two thousands. So it was like hip hop grunge, <laughs> you know, the grunge look fit me well, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, 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 that was the route I went. Uh, I think white guys that dress, dress hip hop look pretty ridiculous. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but, uh, so I, I think, I don't know. I mean, I don't really, and and I didn't, when I, when I was growing up, I got a lot of hand-me-downs from like neighbor kids and, and, and older kids that my mom knew and stuff. So I didn't get a lot of new clothes growing up. So I sort of, I think maybe that affects me a little bit in a sense of I love how, why I'm appreciative of clothes mm-hmm. and good clothes and things yeah. like that. Um, but yeah, when I look at kids, you know, like teenagers, high school kids and, and kids in their young twenties. I, I call it the, the, uh, I call it the pajama look. Like it looks like they just rolled out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> like they got these like tapered pant, pajama pants on yeah. and these baggy t-shirts, you know, and it just looks like mm-hmm. they woke up and came straight out. Like and the that. girls are doing like the messy bun. Like that's the look. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and the, the the kids now have the sideshow Bob haircuts. Do you remember that from yes. The Simpsons where it's like shaved on the sides, but it's like fro crazy <laughs> on top? <laughs> yeah. uh, that's interesting, you know, but uh, but yeah, I yeah, so I, I don't know. Maybe opening a men's clothing store or something might be. I don't know. I mean, I've it's it, I think some people, you know, what when, I think would be fun to do. What? Being a campground host. A campground host? Is that what you want to be when you grow yeah. up? What does that even mean? Like, welcome to my campground. So, no. like Better, yes. better zip up tight. <laughs> so, seriously, Google it. Um, <laughs> why do I, I feel like it would be why so do I feel like if I Google it, something's going to pop up about a, a campsite host who murdered a bunch of people? <laughs> that is probably that's probably out there for sure. Um, no. So when you're a campground host, it's so cool because you go and you stay at these campgrounds and like you're it's free utilities, <laughs> free campsite. So it's free to the camp. 
free to you. Well, you pay you pay to rent a lot, right? No, because you're the campground host. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. So you get to stay there at the campground, but you like are taking care of the people. Do you, okay, so you don't own the campground unless no. it's private, right? No, you're just there working for so the campground. The state, like a state. Campground. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? And then like if somebody needs firewood. <laughs> you get you have to get their firewood? Well, like you can well, they can come up to like your R V <laughs> and order some firewood. So you stay in an R V on the campground? Yeah. Do you have like what if someone's like, Hey, I've got this rash. Can you help <laughs> yeah. me apply some ointment? They could possibly I mean <laughs> they could possibly do that. Um uh. now I don't know if I would be the one that would apply it. <laughs> Do you got any, uh, go- any talcum powder? <laughs> I'm chafing. <laughs> think how cool that would be, though, to travel and stay at all these different parks. So you're not just at one campground. You no, travel. you can. No, you. Yeah. Is that the same? That's not the same as a park ranger, right? No, okay. <laughs> that's not the same. Okay. So that's your dream job? Is that mm. what it sounds like? <laughs> no, but it's, you know, I had to come up with something. But me, yeah. me and my husband and daughter were leaving tomorrow to go camping. And every time we do go camping, I always get jealous that there's somebody, the campground host, that for the summer is staying at this campground or switching different campgrounds and they're getting free utility site, whatever. I mean, obviously they have their own RV, but um, I just think it would be cool. And like they get to talk to all the campers. <laughs> I don't know. It sure just sounds a nice like a really night. neat job. <laughs> so there's mine. Uh, so how do you, when you go camping, how do you like the public bathrooms? Oh, so, well, no, I don't like that part. Um, that's why you. So, what, do you do, what do you do when you're taking a shower and then you turn around and the, the campground workers handing you your towel? <laughs> no, it's not like that. Do you want that. me to dry your back? Do you want me to get your back? You're in the shower in the campground. Ezra, Is that why you want to be a campground worker? That's a different kind of campground host. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not signing up for that. No, I don't. I don't like showering in those um, in the campground stuff because there's like all these daddy long legs and like. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say there's all these daddies running around. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't like Head all to the, the shower. Me too. <laughs> uh, that's one thing. I, like I've been to a public campground. The last time I went was probably like five or six years ago. And it's just the public bathroom, the public showers, the, just the people around the noises at night. I just don't, it's not my thing. (laughs) Like if I, if I'm going camping, like I'm more interested in a So like, I don't want anyone around me. Oh, that's scary. Well, yeah, but I think, I mean, it, it is, but that's more. Do you know who Michael Myers is? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't he the guy in the woods? Yeah, and Bigfoot. You got to watch out. <laughs> you don't want to go camping alone. Uh, yeah, well, you know, you might run into a random serial killer, but um, at least you don't have to hear weird noises and get some kind of foot fungus from right. the shower. <laughs> so, you know, um, on another direction, I, there was a big debate the other day about um, cussing. Um, between, yeah, like, I mean, a conversation between me and my friends about, you know, is cussing bad? Uh, what, I mean, like, is it, what do you think? Um, 
we cuss. I, I, oh, yeah. I mean, you I, cuss. For, oh, you cuss a lot more than I, I do. I do. I, sorry, mom. <laughs> mom, if you're listening, my mom didn't raise me to cuss. Oh yeah. Uh, Would she wash her mouth out with soap? Oh yeah. <laughs> I got the soap, man. I can still taste it. Um, Did you let your kids cuss? No, I I, I never cussed around them either. Okay. Like, uh, you know, I, I sort of, it was sort of the unwritten rule. Uh, now that they're teenagers, they, they drop cuss words here and there, you know, which is whatever. I mean, when I was, hell, I think I f- was first exposed to cuss words when I was like in middle school, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe even younger. And, and then, Did you know, you feel cool? Like the first time you said, Oh yeah. I mean, in, in middle school and grade school, we out in the playground, it was like potty mouth central. <laughs> <laughs> we were throwing them all out there because we were trying to be so cool, you know, and we, you know, half the words, we didn't even know what they meant. Uh, and I think in, I think in the Bible or the scripture, it does say, Swearing. There are parts that talk about swearing, but it just never. I, I was just exposed to it early, um, and then you know, being a blue collar guy and in in the dog eat dog world of business and <laughs> politics. I mean, it's just obviously when you know you're in politics, you have your public persona that you sort of have to portray. Like you know, like for example, Mike Pence probably does even swear when he's in private. You know, I don't know. Okay. I've met him one time. He was pretty nice guy, but a little arrogant, you know, which I didn't expect from him. Uh-huh. Uh, but you know, you have people I think that don't cuss. Um, and, and, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like I, I wish I could probably cuss less, but it's just mm. I, because I was exposed to it. Do so you feel early. like it's like you, you're, you're expressing yourself. Yeah, I mean, I try to use it strategically in a sense that <laughs> okay. if I start dropping F-bombs, I'm pretty serious. You oh, know? oh. Um, so it's kind of like if, if we hear you saying that, it's like, oh, we know he's serious. Yeah, I try to be strategic with I can control it. Uh-huh. You know, if I'm if I'm at church, you know, I know not to say swear words. <laughs> oh uh, you know, I, I can. I can I, control, I'm glad you can know the difference I in think, that. You know, I think that's very important because I have been around people that can't control it. Mm-hmm. And when you can't control it, then you just sound very, I don't know. It, Uncontrollable? It, it, yeah. It, ignorant in a sense, kind of redneck. <laughs> you know, you're really driving home, you know, the uh, the uh, perception of, yeah. uh, or the stereotype of a, a redneck that just, you know, every other word's F this, F that. You know, it's like, dude, you yeah. know. You know uh, what I've noticed with me is and, and I have when, double when standards. Around, what's that? I have double standards. Oh, you do? I do. No, I'm not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> so I like, sometimes I'll be like, yeah, you know, really proper, it, it, you know, in, in my environments and I'll be like, Oh, don't cuss, you know, but I'm thinking it, I'm thinking mm-hmm. it in my head, the word. Okay. And so I control it. But the second you put me out like on the golf course or on a basketball court or anything sports yeah. related, I cuss like a sailor. I can't yeah. control it because <laughs> I'm yeah. so competitive. It's yeah. just like flying out of my mouth. Yeah. I, I think there's a time and a place, you know, like you, you're going to hear me use swear words in this, uh, doing this podcast because it's a very casual environment. Yeah. You know, I'm relaxed a lot more. I, 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 it's very casual, you know, but like I, you know, when I'm at a city council meeting in, in public and speaking, you know, I'm not going to, 
drop F-bombs or, you know, right. you we have, know when the, we're allowed. Yeah, to there's a time it. and a place, you know, and, and when I feel it's appropriate and all that. Now, sometimes, you know, emotions and in the heat of the moment, sometimes we let things slip up, which is understandable. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're not perfect. Yeah. Like the other day, like you were being such a bleep. And then I thought, oh my God, what a bleep. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Ble- I, I wish, <clears throat> I think it'd be funny if somehow we had this automatic bleeper, you could oh. like wear it around your neck and it like could sense when you're going to cuss and it would just bleep it. <laughs> Wait, what's a bleep color? Oh, so when you're talking yeah. and you cuss, it would automatically bleep it out. <laughs> oh, you know what I was thinking? I was thinking you meant like a bark collar. <laughs> oh yeah, man. You, know well, you could, I could have your remote and you could have mine. And I then every funny, time you cuss, I could like buzz you. I got a funny story about a bark collar. Okay. I had this dog once. Um, her name was Ruby. Uh-huh. And this dog was hyper AF. Oh, yeah. I won't cuss. Okay. Since we're trying not to do that. <laughs> Let's uh, see if we can make it through without cussing. But this dog would jump the fence, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it would bark, you know, nonstop. So, anyways, um, so I got this bark collar. And it could, it was used, it when he would bark, it would go off. But then you could. Ruby's a boy. Girl. Oh, you, right, you said he. he. She. I meant she. <laughs> it was a long time ago. I can't remember. Uh, so it had this collar, and it, when he would bark, it would it would kind of shock him a little bit. Yeah. But then also it had a, a handheld thing, so you could adjust the settings. And also if it was like misbehaving, you could hit the button, and it would shock it to get to not do whatever it was doing. Mm-hmm. So whenever I saw Ruby getting ready to jump the fence, <laughs> I'd hit the button, you know, and be like, no, 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 no. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> so, but Ruby being the wild animal that she was, she didn't give a F and she would jump the fence anyway. <laughs> so I'd be hitting that beeper, shocking the hell out of her. And she jumped the fence anyway and then terrorized my neighborhood because she was hyper. She'd get into everybody's trash. What kind of dog was this? It was like a, I don't know. It was a mix of a mutt. It kind of looked like a pit bull, only like very slender. I don't know what it was, but it, it was a beautiful dog and I loved her, <laughs> but she was a pain in my ass. And so, you know, she would jump the fence anyway and she'd be running around terror. So I would like crank that thing up. I'd be like, beep, beep. I'd be hitting the beeper, like shocking it. Be like, she'd be running, <laughs> running around the neighborhood all crying and shit. You know? And I'm She's like, probably running from you. Finally. <laughs> well, it was like, help dude. save me from the guy with yeah. <laughs> that's shocking so, me. You know, and it'd always be, I would always go out, you know, and, and roam the neighborhood trying to find her. And uh, I would always find her. She would eventually collapse because she would run herself to yeah. exhaustion, complete exhaustion. Uh-huh. So I'd find her, I'd pick her up, you know, carry her home like a <laughs> wounded dog or something, and, you know, lay her down. And, you know, I couldn't get mad at her because she was so cute. Yeah. So finally, I just had to, I had to adopt her out, you know, yeah. because I was just like, I can't, you know, she needs to be on a farm or something because she, she wanted to yeah. run. And so yeah. every, that was sort of the last straw for me as far as that's one reason why I don't have pets because mm. I had this dog, I took on responsibility. 
of taking care of her. And then I felt terrible because I wasn't want what this dog needed, you know? And so I adopted her out to this guy on a farm and hopefully she's still happy and healthy and everything. But, yeah. you know, so I haven't ever committed to a pet again since that. Uh, so uh, now we got to your issues. I was wondering why you didn't have pets. Yeah. It was, you know, it's a, in my opinion, it's a big commitment and responsibility and you have to, be very uh you have to be very aware of the dog and dog's needs and what you know their stress levels and things like that you know the whole fireworks thing that's been you, <laughs> know, you know i don't, I don't want to get it cracking me up. my my neighborhood man they they love the fourth of july i mean they will they'll blow shit up and i don't want to get a dog that's like you know scared to death i you know that it's like that's not i don't want to put a dog through that and i know you know i know what what will go on not to mention i don't I'm have to get you a goldfish I don't, or something you yeah need i can totally sort of handle that but i thought about doing it i even bought this uh i've got this cool little it's sort of a mid-century modern style fishbowl okay it's got it's got this like ceramic polished cat and it's like looking down into the bowl you know (laughs) okay and i'm like man that was so cool i saw it because it's so funny because that's what cats do right uh but I haven't got a fish because I feel like that's wrong to put a fish in a fish bowl or a fish tank. Like, I feel like fish need to be free and not in a bowl or a fish tank. Could you, I mean, what if someone put you in a bowl, you know? And the thing is, is like, I don't, you know, I, I find it weird when, when animals die and people get really upset about it, you know, because I mean, I understand the relationship, you know, when I was a kid, I had a dog that died and it upset me. But I, I, but the older I get, I'm like, they're just animals, you know. I mean, that's and it's probably a bad uh, outlook on it. But I'm very sensitive to the, I, I'm very sensitive to their rights and feeling, you know, they feel <laughs> things and and I get it, you know. That's why if a if a fish dies, a fish dies. It doesn't bother me at all, or or a dog or a cat or whatever. But I feel it's cruel. I think it's more cruel to put a dog in a fenced-in yard than it is to, you know. <laughs> let it be a pet and you feed it. Oh, I, we have two dogs. And if something happened to either of them, this whole house, I mean, the, the whole house would shut down. My boys would be a wreck. I would be a wreck. My husband would be a wreck. We would have a funeral for the dogs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would invite you. <laughs> would you want me to speak yes. at the dog's eulogy? Yes, because we'd all be crying. Somebody would have to do it. Even though I admire, what's your dog's name? Uh, Huxley and Albie. Huxley. Huxley, I admire your I don't give a F attitude because of the way you would lick yourself in front of everyone. That's not what you're going to say at their funeral? I admire that. I wish I could just lick myself in front of everyone and not Wait, care. Is, this is your speech at their funeral? Well, you want to talk about what you like about him. I mean, well, that's it pretty, would be like that's pretty admirable. No, to it not would care, not to be not about care, them licking themselves. You, to not give to not give two shits that you're licking your whatever in front of someone. Okay, <laughs> or I'm, sniffing someone else's butt. <laughs> I can't even handle this conversation right now, people. Uh, I really, you know, he was a hell of a butt sniffer. That that <laughs> dog. <laughs> we'll never forget. <laughs> Ezra. 
So anyways, my what dog were we talking can, about? How did we get on this? Well, because we were talking, you were talking about fish or your dog or Ruby. No, we were talking about cussing, wasn't it? We were. It's cussing we bad. Because uh, we have issues. Okay, so back to cussing. We can't focus. Yeah. Do I cuss? Yes. Here's the thing, though. Do I teach little kids to cuss? No. But when is, I see a little kid cuss, I think it's hilarious. Isn't cussing a man-made, made-up word? Probably. I mean, I think it sends back to thou shalt not take the Lord's name in vain. Well, that one, absolutely not. But like, yeah. what about the word, you know, shit? You know what's funny about Like, the, shit is shit a bad word. It means poop. Right. Yeah, I think about that sometimes, too. Uh, what exactly gives a cuss word? I think it's how you say it. Or yeah, you know what I was just thinking about. Thou shalt not cuss. What was, what was <laughs> I, we were talking about the Ten Commandments? You yeah, know how, you know how Moses got the Ten Commandments, right? Right, from God directly. Mm-hmm. Well, can you imagine when? Because <laughs> you know when Moses he killed a guy, right? When he was younger. You know how when he, God gives him the Ten Commandments and he sees thou shalt not kill? <laughs> and he's probably like, oh, oh crap. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know, man. What was I supposed to do? <laughs> I panicked. I didn't know it was wrong at the time. <laughs> so anyways, I don't think thou shalt not cuss is on the Ten Commandments. Yeah, I don't so, know. I, I think um, I I, I, I just can take think, it or leave it. I don't whatever. So it's when just you're, an expression to me. When you're having your debate with your friends, what, mm-hmm. what did they say? Um, I think we agreed on how you say what you say when you say it and when you say it. So like, I think there's a time and a place. Yeah, like you shouldn't be getting up in somebody's face and calling them every name under the sun when you're mad and, you know, yeah. using those profanities on a level of hate. Um, those are that kind of cussing is, you know, I think there's just different levels. Yeah, for sure. But you know, cussing doesn't bug me. People playful, can cuss, but yeah, there's playful or expressive. Uh, yeah, the, the intent behind it, um, carries a lot of the weight, yeah i think exactly um here's another one do you think that you know there's all those songs out there like what does what doesn't kill you makes you stronger <laughs> wasn't uh, that like a I, kelly clarkson or yeah song? Or taylor swift i'm sure somebody yeah lots of them i'm sure um is that real does failing make you stronger oh yeah 100 percent. okay Oh, uh, yeah. why? Well, I mean, because some people feel like when they fail, they just feel like a failure, right? So, how do you get them to look at like, listen, you're not a failure? Who was it? Was it Thomas Edison or Benjamin Franklin or somebody? Was like, if I fail, I think when maybe it was Edison or somebody <laughs> when they were talking about the light bulb, he's like, if I fail ninety nine times. Out of a hundred, I don't consider it a failure. I just consider it ninety-nine ways on how to not make a light bulb or something. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah, something yeah. like that, uh, which is true. There's a lot of yeah. I failing. Um, I think it's. I look at failure more as like an experience or lesson versus oh man, I failed. I'm a failure. I, I don't. I mean, I, I would probably if if I believed. The the 
meaning behind failure that you're a failure, then I would be a failure at life 100% (laughs) because I screw up all the time. Don't we all? Uh, But the, you know, when you get knocked on your ass, um, you know, especially I think it's, I think that's a good thing. Um, I like, I, I have a note next to my bed that says good morning it's time to get your ass kicked <laughs> because that's sort of life you know mm-hmm. you you want to enjoy life and experience life um you know that's what you're you're seeking the enjoyment but you can't hide or run from the adversity or the um challenges that come at you in life and so you're going to get your ass kicked you gotta just it's all about how you bounce back from it and, and pick yourself up and, and move forward like i'm constantly my mindset is constantly move forward mm-hmm. i mean you know i i the the hardest one of the hardest things for me is like when i'm when i'm trying to go to bed Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes I have to do a meditated um, or a guided meditation or listen to music or something. Because when I'm just laying in bed with no sound or anything, my mind starts wandering into the past. And I think about mistakes and bad things that I've been involved in and I, and I hate it. And so I have to keep like my past haunts me like. <laughs> Freddy Krueger haunts Elm that Street. That bad? It can't be that <laughs> it's bad. A, well, we all have our shit, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, but but I just have to keep a focused mindset of moving forward because, you know, I I try to stay true to trying to be a better person today than I was yesterday, and and I I understand, I'm aware and conscious that I'm going to mess up and I'm going to make mistakes. But the the problem is, are you being negligent in a sense that you're opening yourself up for those things to happen uh, more frequently than just when things happen? Mm-hmm. I mean, we all make mistakes, but how are you living your life? How how are you treating other people? You know, I think that has a lot to do with life is is how you uh, how you treat other people, how you interact with people. Uh, do you respect people? Are you are you making the most of your day and your life and your career, whatever, whatever you have going on. Mm -hmm. Um, I think too, once you define yourself as failing, then you've given up, right? Because yeah, uh, like right now, you know, me and you were talking earlier about something with me, I I'm working on a project and I'm kind of running into a lot of, um, what do you call it? Obstacles or things like that. I didn't see coming to where I'm not progressing and what I'm wanting to get done. So I, I have this feeling of failure right now, but if I say I failed, that means I quit. Yeah. And to me, I have to keep moving forward and keep trying. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. So, Yeah. Yeah, it's um and I think that that was another question I had. What what does it mean to be inspiring? I think that is a big key in being inspiring, right? Like the people that never stop improving or try, they keep trying. They always try to be better. Yeah. Um to yeah, to be inspired is to look at someone that has faced a lot of adversity or they failed time and time again, but they don't give up and they keep pushing forward. That's, um, to me, that's kind of inspiring the way people live their life. 
you know, um, are they truly trying to walk the walk mm-hmm. or are they just all talk and no walk, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I feel like with social media today, people, uh, are really trying to take on this persona that I'm an inspiration. In, inspire what are the influencer I'm mm-hmm. an inspirer you know I want to do good things to help people uh, which is great if that's really your true intention you know are you trying to do that or are you just trying to get likes and followers mm-hmm. you know? so uh, it's um, it's uh, you know you I'm the type where I try to walk the walk but it's not easy but it's definitely uh, challenging um, for sure it's a real struggle well but I, you, but yeah I, you're still human you're still gonna you know not even when you're trying you're still gonna fail correct mm-hmm. um, yeah which was it, it's it's tough but um, you know you like what you said you, you just got to keep forward and that's kind of the mindset. I take. Mm-hmm. Okay. Last question. This is a deep one. Are you ready? Yeah. What does it mean to have your own identity? Uh, I hear this all the time. Like, who are you? Ezra, who are you as a person? Or, um, like, oh, they don't, they don't know their identity or, um, they just haven't figured out who they are yet. Like, well, uh, I think it's all kind of, Bullshit. Like, I don't think you have to have a specific identity. Um, I think a lot of people, when they're young, start experiencing new things as they enter into the adult world. And then they think, I'm trying to discover who I am, which is true. But I think that's a constant journey in life. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I, I mean, probably your identity is just sort of your core beliefs and morals of who you are. You know, your work ethic, your how you, how you uh, treat people, where you are on the moral spectrum of things. Uh, you know, um, I think that's kind of probably if you want to get specific and say what someone's identity is. But I think I think every so often, depending what you're doing, it's good to reinvent yourself a little bit um, to try and stay relevant, depending mm-hmm. what you're doing. Um you know, I, I don't, if someone had to describe my identity, I don't even, or if someone was like, Hey, Ezra, describe your identity. I, you know, I don't know that I really could. Cause I, sometimes I think I'm all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> I mean, I've, you know, I take life and what hits me and influences me. And, and, uh, you know, I, I, I consider myself a student of life. I seek wisdom, mm-hmm. you know, I, so I try to basically, Oh, there's your identity. Student of life. Yeah. I mean, there we go. That's what I think everyone's identity should be. Uh-huh. I, I definitely, one word I hate is complacent. You know, I don't, I don't want to be complacent. I don't, I don't like that. That word is a big deal actually, because you know why people are, in my opinion, completely unhappy 90% of the time. Oh yeah. Because they're complacent. Exactly. Um, you I get feel like stuck in the routine of life. Yeah. I feel like relationships fail because everyone, you, you know, when you come in, it's all like you start dating someone, it's like fireworks and exciting and this and that, and you get comfortable and you know each other and the goosebumps go away. Like that's normal. But then not only does that go away, they just 
become complacent. They stop trying. They're too comfortable. And then they just want to like quit because there's nothing exciting anymore. Mm. But they don't want to do anything about it either. Like to fix it. Yeah. Um, Totally agree with that. Yeah. It's sort of strange. the, The amount of people I've encountered that are that way and you and you break it down and you explain that to them but it's like they're like nope that's my life i don't want to change it and then they 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 think they can't change it even though they can mm-hmm. but they almost are like i'm just choosing to accept this because mm-hmm. changing it takes a lot of work mm-hmm. um you know i, I think <clears throat> You know, a person can have sort of their identity, and a lot of times that's just what maybe an individual thinks of that person. Um, but a variety of different people could think different things about the same person. Yeah. Um, you know, I sort of have a alter ego, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, I have who I am and what I'm about, which is probably what you're going to get through this podcast. But then, you know, I have my professional self of how I behave and interact in meetings and, you know, being involved in in the city council, you know, the Mm -hmm. politics side of things. Mm -hmm. Um, So I almost think rather than having one specific identity, I think people have two. Mm -hmm. The, The real true self, which is who you are when your closest people are around mm-hmm. or when you're by yourself and then you have your alter ego, which is how you behave. Oh, that's good. When you're around people that you're not, you don't know. Yeah. Cause when I'm around people, I don't know. There's specific things I don't talk about. That's very certain good. Words. I don't say that's yeah. very good and very, very true. Yeah. I mean, I just was, when you were talking through that, I was like, Hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like when, you know, for example, when you see me at a council meeting, you know, I'll probably have a tie on or something and I'm going to try and speak, uh, as professionally as I can, um, whether it be, I'm giving a speech or just speaking at a council meeting or interacting with people, you know, you want to carry a, a professional, um, persona or aspect, uh, but you're not getting who I really am. And, and I also have, I also have my, uh, anxiety issues that come into play with all that, too, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So sometimes <clears throat> I, I think I describe myself as a, mm-hmm. I think I describe myself as an extroverted introvert where when I'm out in public and doing things, I appear to be an extrovert or a people person although I lack a lot of the people person aspects of it to where people probably think, Oh, he's a dick. <laughs> but the Bleep. reality is I'm not, <clears throat> you know, I handle myself a certain way versus when I'm casual. Cause when I'm in a lot more casual setting and environment, my anxiety is less. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's tough, but I definitely have an alter ego that, um, is how I handle myself in what I would call the quote unquote professional world. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you're a super professional in this podcast. <laughs> I don't know about JK. That. I don't know about that. I don't know. <laughs> if I, we ever, if anyone ever, you can say we're professional and good at the podcast. If we ever start getting sponsors, <laughs> we'll, we'll just sponsor ourselves. Okay. So what, what do you think? Do you have an alter ego? Uh, I don't know. I, I just feel like I'm just like, 
I don't know. I don't know. Based on what I know of you and our friendship, you seem like a pretty naturally extroverted people person. I do Uh, like people. Like I don't, I've never been around you, whether whatever type of setting or environment we're in where I'm like, man, why are you acting all weird? (laughs) (laughs) You're pretty, you're pretty straight. Like you're pretty much who you are. Okay. So you, you, maybe you do have a a pretty much strict identity of, Hey, I'm a people person. I'm going to tell you like it is. I'm going to be straightforward. Whereas me, you're not going to get that. Me. One thing that I think that I have that might be uh, a, a, a good asset or a, a good ability yeah. is people have a hard time reading me. Oh, oh so, I bet you're a good poker player. Yeah. Um, <laughs> real quick poker story. The first <laughs> poker tournament I ever played in, yeah. it was like 50 people and I finished third. <laughs> They could not read you. And you know what? I haven't played any poker tournaments since. Oh. I'm going to think you should if, if people can't read. <clears throat> but um, you. Yeah. I think people have a hard time reading me so they don't know what to expect, which in some ways plays into my favor uh-huh. um, in certain situations. So you're mysterious. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> maybe probably more just weird. Uh <laughs> But, but I think with you being in real estate and what you do, being an, an extroverted people person yeah. probably plays uh, a great role in your success. Uh, yes, because I am definitely I do. My real estate business took off not the way it should have for or the way it does typically for other agents. Um mine came from the, the success came from being engaged with people and getting involved with people and being a people person. So, um, that part of me is what helped my business. So yeah, for sure. Well, those were, uh, some interesting questions for sure. Yeah, it was fun. <clears throat> I like doing the uh, freestyle episodes. Me too. Um, but anyways, uh, we're going to wrap it up and yeah. our, and I'm going camping. We'll so. try and record. Don't forget the bucket of chicken. <laughs> That's right. Uh, we're going to, uh, I'm going to go pretend this weekend. I'm a campground host. Yeah. Yeah. I'll Dude, let you know. Take how some goes. notes. <laughs> going uh, to. Yeah. When, when we record, I'm going to put a fake sign up at our RV that says campground host and just see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. Here's another funny story. One time I, I, since I do, sell clothes and vintage clothes and stuff. I found this vintage jacket one time and it said security on it. So I went to one of my daughter's volleyball games and people kept coming up and asking me questions about like where the restroom was (laughs) and things like that. I'm like, "Uh, I actually don't work here. Uh, But anyways, uh, so anyways, we'll try and record uh, sometime soon uh, and we'll want to hear about your camping trip. Uh, to see if anyone followed you into the showers or not. <laughs> uh, so anyways, okay, one more time, uh, hit them up with our email. You guys, you can email us at hfbeans at gmail.com or you can follow us on uh, Facebook. Our Facebook group is Hill of Beans with Ezra and Casey. Um, and we will chat with you guys on another episode. Peace. <laughs>